From Pain to Purpose is a show that will bring inspiration, love, and healing to your lives. It's a show that will teach you that your trials and tribulations in life is only temporary and that it's only preparing you for your greatest calling. A show that will give you the courage to share your story with the world and not care what others may think or say. For your story is the key that will unlock someone else's prison. What was meant to kill you, God used it to prosper, restore, and strengthen you. To always remember that without pain, your purpose cannot be fulfilled into the power that God has ordained you to walk in. From Pain to Purpose by Aisha Monique. Stay tuned. Speak your truth. Today on the show, we have Ms. Kwan. Welcome to the show, Ms. Kwan. Thank you for having me. No problem. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I'm uh, 29 years old. I am born and raised here in Savannah. Uh, I graduated from Beach High School. Hopefully that doesn't offend anybody. Boo. <laughs> Liberty <laughs> County. <laughs> oh, we're completely different grade in, in, in uh, sports and stuff like that. So <laughs> uh, I have been working in the school for two and a half years as a paraprofessional. I recently quit to start my own business. Okay. So now I operate a virtual call center here in Savannah. And I provide people the opportunity to work from home mm-hmm. and to build their own schedule. Awesome. That's dope. What made you start that? Well, I was going through like a really stressful relationship and I was working at a call center in Bluffton and they provided the opportunity to work from home, but they wouldn't give it to me. And just taking that hour long drive back and forth every day was stressful it got to the point where I would literally get home and pass out like um at a concert yeah or was it more with the relationship just everything all together everything all together and then on top of that um the day that I quit I had just registered for the platform and I went to work and came home and literally when I made it to my front porch I passed out and I went to the hospital and they couldn't find anything wrong with me at all. And so I figured it was stress. And I said, you know what? I'll pay myself at least a dollar more. And I took a leap on faith and God led me to it. And I was able to be successful for three years. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. So tell us about some painful experiences that you have experienced. We'll be here all day. we talk about all the painful experiences Um, but majority the most effective thing or the the most that caused me issues now is the detachment of a relationship from my father um, which led to me involving myself with the wrong type of man okay and I you know obviously the normal cheating on you know talk trash to But the most recent was a physical relationship, which isn't labeled domestic violence because Georgia has a law. If you don't have children and you don't live together, then it's not domestic violence. It's more of a assault and battery. Really? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Wow. So with that, 
with that relationship, what what effects, what side effects did you experience? All type of things. Um, the paranoia was the most that you know kept me up at night and uh, kept me isolated from other people. You know, just thinking, okay, you know, if something happens and he goes to jail and gets out, and you know, will he? try to get revenge or think that I sent the police on him or something like that. The paranoia, you know, waking up at night thinking someone's in your house or, you know, getting a, a knock at your door and it may just be a neighbor or a friend, but you're thinking somebody's banging to come get you. It's... So do you, do you think it was you or do you think it was some issues that he was dealing with in his life that made him just target you or were you provoking him? Like, what type of situ what type of situation that led to the physical abuse? For me, I try to look at things from all perspectives. And for every action there's a reaction. So when you're dealing with someone, we have to be accountable for our own actions as well as uh, try to observe their actions or reactions to certain things. So I do believe that there was a combination. You know, when something like that happens, you can't really place blame on just one person. You know, he had issues that he was working with and I had issues that I was going through. And it seems like the most damaged people always run into damaged people. Exactly. And that's why it's important to heal before you get back out and date. So are you dating now? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been six months, so... Okay. Yeah. So do you think you have healed from that last relationship? No. no. So why would you get into another relationship and you haven't completely healed? You know, things happen. You know, I don't want to be too explicit. But yeah. you know, <laughs> to be honest, even with that relationship, I wasn't ready to be in a relationship. And I told him I wasn't ready to be in a relationship. But, you know, I'm pretty sure you know your mama kids, sometimes you wake up with a boyfriend and, and didn't ask for one. He's shaking his head. He's like, yeah. You had the yeah, moments. Yeah, you stumble in relationships all the time. Yeah, you, you know, don't mean to. You're right. You know, you don't even have to be drunk. You could just mm-hmm. spend some time with somebody, and the vibes is good. Y'all go to sleep, fall asleep in each other's arms, and then the next morning, y'all yeah, playing you in your way. Yeah, in a relationship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but most of the time, you hear it from women. Mm-hmm. You know, most. You know, just to be honest, I'm not biased. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, women do that. They're uh, ready to rush in and feel that void of love but for me I didn't understand because I was raised with some players mm-hmm. you know the men in my family players oh yeah mine too <laughs> <laughs> so you you don't see it happen with men so it kind of it kind of t- took me aback to see that somebody is a hope- hopeless romantic regardless of their situation um, regardless of how they live and yeah when you ask me who's to blame initially I blame myself mm-hmm. which is what every you know victim goes through they blame themselves but it really was my fault because when I first met him the very first words I said to him was he asked for my number and I said oh I don't I'm not giving you my number I don't like you and I don't like your lifestyle that's not something that I you need told to him that just like that <laughs> oh wow so it was 
Yeah, I don't, I don't like your lifestyle. Because when you are, when you're transitioning, when, when God starts preparing you for your blessings and you're transitioning, you have to eliminate and keep certain people out of you. And you have to tell them just like that. Because uh, my neighbor and I was talking about this this morning. We're not fighting against the actual person, the actual heart, the actual mind. We're fighting a, a spiritual warfare. Yeah. So even though that person may understand the spirit that consumes them, may not understand that at all. That's true. That is, that's so true. Do you talk to him to this day or... <laughs> Y'all should have saw the look I gave her. <laughs> I did, because you know, some girls, like, you know, they get out of the relationship and then, you know, they may miss that person, even though the physical abuse and the verbal abuse, emotional, mental, all of that has happened, they still kind of go back and talk with them or just, you know. I'm light skinned, baby. I can't take too much of it. I can't, I can't. <laughs> Listen, I'm tough. You see this eyebrow here? It's mm-hmm. barely there. Mm-hmm. I, when you mess with my eyebrows, that's that's when there's a problem. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. no. Um, he has tried to contact me, mm-hmm. but I stayed fast in maintaining the distance. You know, and there's no hard feelings because I do understand that he is damaged. There's definitely some uh, issues that need to be worked on, but it's not my... It wasn't uh, placed in me to do that. God didn't send me that task mm-hmm. to heal him. So Exactly. No. They better come already prepared, equipped, emotions together, mental together. <laughs> you hear me? Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody has time for that. Mm-hmm. And what's another situation, painful situation that you have gone through that you think that other females out there are going through that they don't speak on? In my past, I have also been a victim of sexual assault. And this is would be the actual first time that I spoke about it publicly. Oh, wow. And m- there are many more people like me that never speak on it at all. And they kind of sweep it under the rug. And especially with our ethnicity, African-American people tend to sweep it under the rug. However, I encourage anybody... If you've been through it to speak out on it to seek counseling which I actually go through counseling now because it can affect your life you know even though you think you're okay deep down inside it will bother you like um, when it comes to intimacy sometimes it plays a role in that you know sometimes you're some people have heightened sexuality because of it some people don't even like sex they, they you know they change their sexual orientation due to it and that's how you know it. you need to work on it. Because you shouldn't make a decision based on an experience that happened, but rather a conscious decision that you've actually thought about. You weighed the options, the good or bad. Okay. And do you mind, like, elaborating on the situation? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I don't mind. So can you kind of go in maybe a little bit more detail you know, because like you say, you have been assaulted, but you know, it's other women out there mm-hmm. who have been assaulted, but just don't know how to talk about it. So it's a, it's still a little difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, so when I was younger, there was this guy who was a friend of the family and he would basically, he didn't actually have intercourse with me, but he would touch me in inappropriate ways. And it would be a little subtle, slick, and he would um, 
like give me gifts and and take me shopping and he let me drive my first car and all type of stuff like that and so on the outside looking in you would think oh this is her godfather and you know he's just this amazing guy he treats her well and stuff like that and typically that's the mo of a person that is an aggressor they will mask it most people would think oh this is a good guy he can't do this or you know, he, uh, he treats these kids amazing. He can't do that. But those sometimes are the tactics that they use to become involved or, or uh, to set a place for themselves in that person's lives so that they can manipulate the situation. So did you, like, did you see the signs? Well, I was very young. And how old were you? So I was between the age of six and... 14. Okay. And did you, you didn't never mention it to no one? Because it, if I was to demonstrate on you, it can seem so innocent. You know, like little, you mind if I touch you? Yeah. See, you, that's how you touch someone. You ask for consent. But, you know, if I was to give you a hug and like this, you wouldn't notice it or, oh, hey, baby, I ain't seen you in a while. You know, little subtle things like that. Okay. That you have to pay attention to. That's why my my nieces, my cousins, we don't. You're not hugging them. Mm-hmm. We don't do sitting on the laps. Mm-hmm. Even if you are family members, you know, because a lot of people think, oh, that's her uncle or that's her cousin. No, we don't. That's inappropriate. You know, unless it's like a father and a daughter. But even still, with today's world and like I said, the demons that we're fighting, you have to be cautious with that too as well. You're right. And what age did you start counseling? I started when I was 22. Okay. So from the age that it happened until 22, how did you cope with it? Oh, How girl. did you deal with it? I was off the chain, honey. Listen, I, I'm not an advocate of drug use, but I was smoking, drinking, you know, having sex because I had the option. I had the choice to have sex. I'm going to sleep with who I want to (laughs) because it's my choice. And when I turned 17 was when I realized what was happening, what had happened, you know? And when I turned 19, I stopped doing illegal drugs and I limited my drinking after counseling when I turned 22. Okay. And... Does this, has counseling helped you? Yes and no. Okay. The reason I say yes is because it's good to talk to someone, to see a therapist or a psychologist. However, once you go see a therapist or a psychologist, they try to push you towards a psychiatrist. And there's a difference in the two. Psychiatrist deals with medicine. Psychologist deals with thought processes coping skills and so over the past few years I've been battling with them hey listen the only medicine I'm taking grows and it shows it works I haven't been hospitalized imprisoned I haven't even been in the back of a police vehicle except for one that I was dating (laughs) I'm just saying yeah so what advice would you give to the women out there who has been sexually assaulted and is keeping quiet about it? What advice could you give to them? Or how can you uh, 
help them cope with the issue? So the politically correct answer, which I volunteer as a crisis counselor, we tend to tell them to find someone that they're comfortable with to talk to or a professional to talk to about it. And I would absolutely agree with that because, like I said, you know, it it can lead to substance abuse or alcohol abuse. It can lead to unhealthy sexual life. It can also lead to other mental conditions that you were not born with. Your experiences did not uh, provoke you, but your own thoughts can actually make you like a lot of people don't understand how depression and anxiety works. It is really mind of a matter. When you think of the positive in a situation, no matter how bad, that makes you happy. That makes you feel good. At least this happened. Or, you know, um, my lights are off. At least I have hot water, you know, mm-hmm. versus, oh, my God, I don't have hot water. No, oh, my God, I don't have lights. I can't see. You know, what am I going to do? So you got to look at the silver lining of things. Okay. And how has it affected your sexual life? Has it affected it or... Yes. <laughs> um, I grew a large appetite. Um, so I definitely would need somebody to keep up with me. Um, but at the same time, I'm kind of not bipolar, but I'm wishy-washy. So some, you know, weeks I may be all lovey-dovey and into it, you know, 24-7. And then some weeks I'm just like, no, don't touch me. Like, can we take a break? I don't want to be around you. But that, But when you get like that, it's more because of what has happened. Right. Okay. And where can we find you on social media? So, and Katie and Girl out there may have may want to talk to you or anything. Where can they find you? Absolutely. So, if you don't mind disclosing your name, you can always contact me on Facebook, Kwanula Griffin. Uh, my Instagram is Dynasty Diamonds, I believe. I have to check. Okay. But Kwanula Griffin, you can get me connected there. Um, and if you want to be anonymous, you can always text the crisis text line at 741-741. Okay, now I know you're going to have to spell your first name for those <laughs> who don't know how to spell it. So it's Q as in Quebec, U as in umbrella, A as in Adam, N as in Nancy, U as in umbrella, L as in Larry, A as in Adam. Griffin is the same way. G-R-I-F-F-I-N. Okay, great. Well, I would like to thank you for coming on the show today and sharing your story with us. And anytime you want to come back on the show, you can. And um, just thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you as well. Thank you for tuning in to Pain to Purpose Podcast. You can find each and every episode on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast Hub, SoundCloud, and HeavyTraffic.com. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Also, follow me on Instagram at underscore pain, the number two, purpose, underscore. You can also email me at pain, the number two, purpose, podcast, at gmail.com.